Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hello to all you Real listeners, and welcome to tonight's episode. I am your host, Charity L, and I am uber excited that you, you, and you chose to tune in. Welcome one and welcome all, however, comma. This here podcast is not for the faint at heart. Should at any time you feel uncomfortable in any way, go ahead and click that exit button on your screen and be abundantly blessed. (laughs) But for those of you who enjoy real conversations and would like to hear more, go ahead and hit that like and share button, okay? Don't haul all this good good for yourself. (laughs) Sharing is scaring. Bring someone else in on this really real and all thy realness podcast. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We're just picking back up from where we left off on the last show. Um, We're just touching on a little bit of the intro to religion. You know, for the most part, the religion that you practice is is probably just uh, 80% based on where you were born. You know, and, and just like your sports team. You know, you're a Lakers fan because you were born in L.A. Yeah. And you probably hate Boston fans just because they were born in Boston. You know, right. you know what I mean? Like, there's no other rationale behind it. It's just like, mm-hmm. that's where they were born. Like, you're not going to be a Boston fan if you were born in Texas. Mm-hmm. It's just, you're just not. And so for us to see fans that way, and it's like, okay, as a fan, from a fan's perspective, it is a bit silly. You know, for me to hate you because you were born in Boston and you support the Celtics or whatever. But what's the difference with the religion? You know, it's like I was I was born in Afghanistan. Why would I be Jewish? It just doesn't work that way here. You know, I might have been killed if I supported anything else, you know, but but now you hate me. You're intolerant of me based on where I was born. And and if you start seeing things from that perspective, it's it's a lot easier to be tolerant of different views and perspectives yeah. as, as far as that is concerned. So I I kind of set you up there. Yeah. <laughs> I have nothing to say. <laughs> I actually think though that um based on what charity said you said that you would still get married and you would still do it that way i think that it would just be different i think that you know you would be able to focus on love right you wouldn't necessarily have to focus on all the other entities that existed based on what everybody else thought and so like you said when you said like it could have worked because it could have like it generally could have because then it's just like love. Then you have your kids in the time that you want to have your kids. Then you're like not having to worry about what everybody else thinks about your partner. And so actually, in fact, the happiness is just dependent upon what you guys believe to be happy and what 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 you guys define as complete happiness. And having a culture within a relationship is is important. It's about defining boundaries, defining your roles, defining what you guys want to do in terms of your goals and your aspirations so I think that that is what would be the main difference I I think maybe 
you wouldn't be feel you wouldn't feel forced to get married to someone but if you was on an island and it was like actually i enjoy this person then right. in fact you would just enjoy them and that's the whole difference is like i could just enjoy them for who they are rather than giving them this pressure to be like this kind of person because this is what is okay for my mom this is what is okay for my dad and i think you know take away that pressure certainly it it could have been i mean we can't say for certain because oh you know ultimately it's it's a different it's completely a different scenario so it's a bit of a tricky situation but you know how much you love this person even till till now and so maybe it's just like if you got rid of all the kind of cue surrounding the relationship and the marriage then it could have been fine you know and and we all deal with that every day all the time how people how people feel about us and what people's perspective are and you know it, I'd be lying if we we just go through life and say we don't care because I, I don't think anyone there's no one on this earth that doesn't care about people that are around them right that are like their family or their friends but it's like how much power and how much weight do you give these people over your own happiness maybe okay. maybe Rihanna she does she gives zero fucks I, I think Rihanna is <laughs> is genuinely zero fucks given perhaps but, perhaps but then, <laughs> maybe 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 right but we we still know because like i mean she she's a really cool example actually because you could be like right rihanna shouldn't really care and let's go to the old rihanna the one that you know that was out here in a domestically abusive relationship and there's something that kept her she went back because there, there was an insecurity that led her to want to stay in a relationship that wasn't right for her so i mean it could have been the fact that maybe her parents stayed together or maybe um she had expectations of her own in terms of where she felt her relationship should go so i think there is not one person that is immune to this pigeon kind of thinking i i think we all experience it it's just some people are just better at dealing with it day to day than other people because it takes practice and it takes self-awareness and it takes a certain type of love for yourself and actually not putting other people is not loving other people more than you love yourself. And I think that's that's probably what I would say. That's where the book came from. It was something that I felt in myself, like I had always put myself last. And so it was almost a therapy session for myself writing this book because it was like, this is who I've been. I've been this people pleaser, this person that's conformed, this person that's been unhappy, this person that's found themselves in, you know, a somewhat abusive relationship before. It's like, it is, it, it was necessary for me to not just move on, but also for me to um, help somebody out because I understand, I took accountability for my actions and for me as a person. And then I was like, I need to move on from this. And there's a that I see still struggling and I'm like right how do I help them but also I I also have to accept that I'm not perfect so I'm not I'm not every day like yeah I'm, I'm this absolute eagle because you know Dr J can say I I've been a complete pigeon sometimes like honestly it's, even till now you know so when I did my first book it was actually um an idea that my doctor gave me because I dealt with a lot of anxiety and depression and she was like, just start keeping a journal because like I would go to the doctor and I can't really verbalize or 
put into words what I was feeling exactly. And then that would be like all over the place. And she's like, you know what? Um, so keep a journal and every time, you know, you get these thoughts or feelings or something like that, just go ahead and write it down. And I ended up turning that into a book. Um, and then like the book that I'm writing now, I actually decided to go back to my childhood and yeah. try to pin not pinpoint, but like get more of an understanding of who I am, yeah, why I am, you know, and the book's actually called I Am. Um, trying to figure out like at what point is it obvious that I was dealing with just not knowing who I am, you know, I'm emotional. This whole thing was really. <laughs> <laughs> it is awesome I'm, I'm just glad that you know someone is able to put into words what I couldn't or you know help me to understand um, who I am why I am and how I can change I don't have to be a pigeon forever you know? yeah you don't you know it is you can just change tomorrow you can just be like hey and it's it's not easy. It's not like we're just saying your pigeons are stupid. You know, it's like you idiots. It's like, you know, it's never it's never that, you know, and um when I first met Dr. J, so we went and we just sat down and we talked and we talked about everything and and um my background is like law and I said during my time studying my law degree i always used to get the same question and people would say how do you defend a murderer how do you defend like some pedophile you know and and that was like the big question for me and it was always the same answer because it was like it's not about the act it's about the story you know everyone has like a story and generally unless you're some kind of psychopath there's always something that leads you to that action right and if we're only gonna just read for me it's like if i'm gonna judge somebody based on something bad then i might just as well read the last page of a book you know we read books and we read the entire story because something leads to something else and something leads to something else and i think a lot of people are uncomfortable think about murder or whatever it is because when you actually listen to somebody's story it's not that different from your own it, it really isn't and i think for, for us, it's all about like being kind to yourself. You have to have empathy. You have to understand that this is all a story. A lot of it comes from like childhood trauma and it's not because you were abused as a child. It's just like maybe that love that you got from your parents wasn't enough. Maybe you said these children came into your life and if you kind of start to think, well, where do I fit in? You know, I'm not really sure. And it doesn't have to be something massive or really significant. But it's just that one thing that makes you question your how valuable you are as a person. And then it, you take it on as an adult without even realizing it. And then you have to like take a step back. And I think that's one of the reasons why therapy is so important for people, because sometimes we have to take a step back and we have to really understand why we feel the ways that we feel. Why are we conforming? Right. Why are we just believing in, you know, I'm not going to just hit religion that's for the that's when the book comes out we'll start 
about that, right? But I'm like, why do we believe certain things that we believe? Is it because it makes us feel better? Is it because we actually believe it, right? So I think all of these things we have to really evaluate. And often it's so easy to just like be like, forget it, this is just my life. Everything just happens to me. And um, that's it. But actually, in fact, we have so much accountability that we can take in terms of maybe we can't control our past, but we can control how we think about it, what our mindset is, what the positives are from the struggles that we've encountered. So I think that's that's the best thing that we can actually do as people. And once we start to really understand that, then it opens the doors to, to different different levels of progress. Yeah, and everything isn't like insignificant. Like it, it's it's level. Like there are some major things that happen mm-hmm. that we don't have like control over. So you know, as children, we're molded in what our parents think is best. Mm-hmm. And and if yeah. you grow up in a place where it's bad to be homosexual or you know out you know just just flamboyant or any kind of other way other than the the norm of your environment, that's bad. And so why would you want to be that? But yeah. what if that is who you are? Exactly. It's going to cause so many issues with you. You're not going to know to fit in. You're not going to feel wanted or accepted. You're going to feel less than your entire life. Exactly. Until, until the point where you just like, fuck it, this, this isn't even worth being here for. Yeah. It's like once I was watching like um, football, your American football. So not like football, our football, which is soccer. Why are you laughing? Because we had this talk earlier. <laughs> about <laughs> football not making sense yeah you guys call football but you don't even play it with your feet it's crazy and then um, <laughs> he decided right he's like baltimore's playing i'm like a kansas city type of fan because you know why not right and so it really hurt me that he thought that it was acceptable to support this team okay he- Oh, Patrick Mahomes was playing and I'm like Kelsey's playing and you know this was a really big deal to me and he decided to go for the other team and sometimes he goes for Cleveland so he just picks whatever team that I don't pick and it's like what type of person are you and what's the reason why are you conforming are you, are you just a joke to life itself and I think <laughs> you know when we really consider these type of things that's when we have to really think about like why 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 do I even why am I even friends with this person? You know, why do I bother with this person? And I think, you know, we should go back to those traumatic times in our life and wonder who would pick Baltimore over Kansas City. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly there's an issue. And she says it with a straight face, like Yeah. I mean that Yeah, <laughs> she's a she's a fanatic. It's, but I'm still I can be fanatic about five different things, it's no problem. Well, I I am not a sports person, so I have no idea about any of these teams. Oh, um, I watch the Super Bowl because of the halftime show. That's about it. Yeah, being a fan doesn't bring me joy. It, it's like, why do I devote, you know, my week to the outcome of this game? You know, it, it's a team that doesn't know me, doesn't know that I exist, but. I, my the rest of my week is determined on the outcome of this game based yeah. on me being born here or just like my dad liking this game and he made me like it or whatever but i prefer to just watch the games objectively 
and just like enjoy the sport versus just like rabidly cheering for some some team that doesn't know that I exist. So this is like complete pigeon, right? We just met and he was like, listen, he called me like dead serious one day and he was like, listen, we need to have a chat. And I was like, okay, what's going on? He was like, you're a joke. You know, <laughs> you're, a complete, you're a complete pigeon. And you know, I, I think that you actually need some help. Like this is not, this is not a joke right now. But this is not my British humor. This is genuinely what happened. And so over here, I support Manchester United, like in football. And so I was like, right. And I'd be like happy and sad. And sometimes I get angry and I just be sending him abuse. Like I just hate football and whatever. And I just get mad. And so he'd be like, you're just ruining your week based on this football team. And so this is why I'm an absolute hypocrite and why I will never be perfect. And why I will never be this perfect eagle because there is a part of me that absolutely loves this team. And it doesn't matter why, I don't know. You know, I was my first game I ever watched. And so to some extent, I, I, um, empathetic to m multiple belief systems I, I understand why people believe what they want to believe I'm like why would you not choose to understand what somebody else believes but today I rooted for Manchester City to win a game because I really wanted Liverpool to not win the Premier League title and I couldn't breathe do you know what I mean yeah this is literally just today and I'm like right this is how I feel so like I understand why people are so obsessed with certain belief systems but it's like what does that mean to you what what is what's the consequence of just only considering one option only considering this this is the only option yeah. don't hear about any other teams don't care never gonna do it put a gun to my head it's fine <laughs> and we just uh, take a gunshot it's fine so yeah i was like that too i was like that <laughs> and then detroit lost in the playoffs and i had to physically leave my house and take a walk around the block and I was, I was sad in a way that was comparable to a relative being shot or, or just losing a loved one. I was so distraught. And then it just hit me like, what are you doing? What, like, they don't know you. You don't know these people. They don't know you. Mm -hmm. This is just who you'd like to watch because this is the closest team to you. And it was just like, you know what i'm done i'm done with it yeah definitely and it goes back to you know i feel like it's a bit off topic but it does go back to conformity you know it's like you feel this way because everyone else feels that way you know it's like it's you know, like, literally i've genuinely watched manchester united lose and the players are laughing i'm angry i'm like <laughs> <laughs> you guys are gonna come on instagram and post a picture like we'll do better next week and i'm like i saw you laughing i'm angry like i don't even think you understand like don't i didn't want to see you on the streets ever you know what i mean oh but at the same time i'm saying why do i feel that why does my heart literally my heart sometimes i'm like i see on american shows you guys have these brown paper bags and it's like i can't breathe it helps i wouldn't <laughs> use plastic helps me to die right yeah so you know what in that moment i don't even care so to be honest <laughs> You know, I think, but why do you, why do I feel that way? I feel that way because maybe they tell me I need to feel that way. Cause my parents don't feel that my dad watches football with me. He's chill. So I don't know why I feel that way, but I think it is definitely external. You know, it's not because 
nothing changes in my life when they lose you know nothing changes it's okay for me to like watch football and appreciate other teams which i never will never will i'll always be a pigeon i'm gonna accept that but it's it's, it's hard i completely understand i don't know many people that are like diehard sports fans um i'm like i'm into the arts music um me and dr j have the same favorite singer beyonce oh we definitely do not <laughs> see she's one of those people so for the listeners who don't know um charity is actually a member of the beehive like I'm like one of the founders and yeah. um <laughs> we actually put that in the book yeah. that that is another religion to watch out for yeah so yeah so she's She's just as bad as uh, Pepper here. It's just a different uh, media. Why do we care about these things that don't care about us? It's annoying. I feel like I'm being completely, I'm, I'm being a complete hypocrite because I don't have any intention of changing after this conversation. So, <laughs> <laughs> But you know what? The thing yeah. is that we want to point out is that like, honestly, yeah, this is how fans work. And like, it is a religion, it's a type of religion, but if you can see, you know, what what really makes it different, like why you root for a certain team or joined a certain religion or whatever, then you can, we just want to promote like tolerance. You know what I mean? Like, so it's not about just like, yeah, you don't have to switch what you believe or change your team or whatever, but understand why someone else would enjoy another religion or another team or listen to Beyonce, you know, like uh, <laughs> it, it's just, it's we're just promoting tolerance and just understanding yeah. what works for you. Understanding. I think the biggest thing I always say to Dr. J, the biggest thing is always empathy. You know, for me it is anyway, it's like understanding. Let me try and understand from your perspective. And, you know, I think, Going back to relationships, I think a lot of the times people get into relationships and they're not willing to understand the other party. We're not really, really willing to understand how men are wired differently to women, right? Or how maybe they might consider things differently, you know, to how we consider it. It's like, these are my rules and that's it. And I'm not saying that you need to compromise yourself. I don't think that's true. Compromise your values, but as long as you're genuine and authentic with your values, you'll attract somebody that is hopefully the same. And I think that it comes back to that. It's like communication and understanding that they're, they're, you're probably going to be with somebody that might find someone else attractive. They might look at Rihanna and think, she's an attractive woman and that's okay it doesn't take anything away from who you are and for me it's like you know all these religion i mean all these relationships whether it's your your partner or whether it's your your parents is it's about being able to understand yourself understand why you are the way that you are maybe you want to do a type of job that they're not happy with but it's like i like this i know you're not happy with it and I'm sorry about that, but this is what makes me happy. And right. that's why I'm going to carry on doing what I'm doing. Because I truly believe for as long as you're making everybody else happy and not yourself, it even to a certain extent, I'm sure psychology would probably say 
when you validate other people's opinions, there's probably something that makes you feel somewhat happy for a temporary period, you know, like your parents being proud of you, but it doesn't last forever. And it's like the best happiness is always going to come from yourself. It's always going to come from you being the authentic and genuine version of you. And that's it. You know, and I think that's what we were trying to get with the book, whether you identify as being, you know, whether you're gay or straight, whether you're on the spectrum, whether you feel like I'm male or female, it's like, be you. Don't ever feel like you have to change for anyone else because for as long as you're changing for someone else, you're never going to be truly happy. And for as long as you compromise to fit somebody else's standards, you're not going to be truly happy. And I can say that I've done that. I've done it so many times. And it's like the only time I actually feel okay is when I was like, oh, I'm just being me. You know, I'm not feeling any pressure. I'm just like, it's kind of like what you said, like at the beginning, what you was trying to be controlling. And then you start to realize like, oh, I'm really valuable. So if you want to like go off with another person, um, that's you cheat. Like you can't cheat on me because that's fine. Like that doesn't, it doesn't change how I feel about myself. It doesn't change my myself. So you know what dr j said like you can't cheat on me technically speaking someone can but it's like how do you perceive that it's like that person isn't the right person for me because if i'm not enough for that person it doesn't mean i'm not enough for myself somebody out there that will really love and respect you for who you are and that's just not the right person for you and who's to say that we just have one person that we stick with for 40 to 50 years of our life right it's like no, maybe that's not the case. It's like, you're gonna be different. You're gonna progress and you're gonna grow, you know, um, maybe every 10 years and the person that you're with, maybe they don't grow. And it's like, it's been good while it lasted, but let me just move on because I know my worth and I know my value. And that's the most important thing. And as long as people understand that and really know and really keep reflecting and keep be, keep being accountable, I really feel like that's the most important thing, accountable for yourselves. Oh, listen, you can live the most happiest and extraordinary life that you want to because it's all about you and it comes down to how you feel about yourself. Right, and being fulfilled. Like if I, if I'm fulfilled, and happy with myself then i can be more effective in a relationship i can contribute something you know to help you grow and help you become who you want to be stuff like that but i can't do that if i don't even like myself or don't know myself exactly as like you said if you have kids it's like i can be more effective to my kids but if you are and you want to raise other people and be like be sure about yourself you're unsure it's like is that really gonna work let's be honest you know you don't really know yourself and then you want to go and tell somebody be yourself it's it's gonna be very very difficult because you know we're always swaying with whoever's opinion matters most and that's the that's another point someone's opinion will matter to you more one day and then you know they might piss you off and it's like okay their opinion doesn't matter now it's my mom's opinion or now it's this and it's like you're just swaying with the wind it's like whose opinions matter most on this day when it's just yourself it's just this is my opinion this is my views this is my beliefs it's so much it's actually easier that way you know yeah it's that but you know what else now that you said that too um i realized how that that I was upset with my aunt for not loving me a certain 
you know, I didn't really like myself or didn't know myself, but it's like, I can't really be upset with him for not loving me correctly and yeah. know what is needed. You know what I'm saying? I don't know my love language. I don't know what makes me happy. Yeah. And I was unhappy with myself mm -hmm. and kind of requiring him to feel voids that I needed to feel on my own. So yeah, that accountability, I'm telling <laughs> I think a relationship is always a bonus, you know, Dr. J will say the same, right? It's always a bonus. Love yourself first. Somebody yeah. else when and it's a bonus. And when they leave, it's like, oh, I still love myself. It's okay. And I think it is that. And people love differently. Some people love possessively. Some people, some people don't love possessively. Some people like be free. Some people like to be touched. Some people like words. And it's lit just literally about coming together and understanding each other. You know, I think a lot of the times we try and look at love to be objective and we're like is this the person that you love is this the right person for you and it's like what does that mean it doesn't mean anything you know right like a parent is going to love their child differently to another parent that loves their child that love to another parent that loves their child like no no parent has this particular way of doing anything right you just learn it and if you have more if you have more than one child i mean do you, do you treat this that child the same way you treat another child? Because one needs certain needs and the other one needs something different, right? So it's like, why do we think that somebody loves someone a certain type of way and we look at it on Instagram and like, oh, they're wearing matching clothes, that's how someone's supposed to love me. And, and you'll be happy in your situation and your boyfriend comes home and it's like, excuse me, why do we not have the same air forces? like? Are you kidding me? You know, and then, then you start adding on to these things and it's like, it's not even things that you care about because that matters to somebody else. And or by the way, even though it matters to somebody else, it could still be bullshit. You know what I mean? It's like, that's still a bullshit thing to them. And it's like, I wish that they did this for me. And we're, we're looking at something like Instagram and saying, oh, this is perfect. This is, this is what love looks like. And it's like, love looks to you what it looks to you and what it looks to them. And the only people that matter is you and them. Love is love. It's that simple. So the thing is, though, at with these relationships, if you don't know to love yourself that kind of way, or you see yourself in that that light, then you won't even know what you need or how you need to be loved. And then mm -hmm. you put that expectation on your partner, and it's not fair because you don't even know. So how is he supposed to know? Or, exactly. student, or whatever so you need to define what what works for you and then let them know and like have that communication like hey like i don't need flowers like that doesn't do it for me but i i do prefer when you you like clean the dishes after a meal or something like that shows me that you care about me and if they never hear that from you they could be like you know you mad because the dish is dirty but it's like i just bought you flowers like what's what's good so <laughs> We had separated and he was like, well, I'm going to do this. He he sent me flowers for my birthday. And then one day I came home and it was a bouquet of flowers on my bed. I was pissed because for one, I don't like flowers. And you know that like in our wedding, I didn't even have flowers. Um, my bridesmaids had clutches. I don't do flowers. <laughs> That's number one. And then number two, um, whatever flowers they were, it had like gnats coming out of it, and then he was on the bed. <laughs> so I was like, 
he was really trying to be, you know, he was really, he really cared enough to try to do something nice, something good to let me know that he still cares and stuff like that. But I was still like, oh, you're still getting it all wrong. And I was like, I was mortified. I could not take it anymore. And after that, I was like, oh, we're going 10 steps backwards. After that, I think he just gave up. <laughs> I was like, you know what? This chick cannot be satisfied. It's so interesting. I actually just recently watched the newest season of Working Moms, and the one of the women on that, he really likes this guy, and he said, "I love you." You think that that would be like, "Oh my God!" She was like, "I'm sorry. Don't get attached to me." Sometimes we self sabotage, right? We're like, "Right, I'm gonna self, I'm gonna sabotage this entire thing because either I don't think it works out, maybe I don't think I'm enough for this person, um, maybe it's the fact that." you've not been open with that person enough to actually make them understand who you are and then it's like maybe we'll keep finding things to be pissed at this person about like you know they came with the flowers how dare you come with flowers it's like <laughs> thank you thank you I, I really appreciate the flowers but I, i'm not a flower person it could really be easy it could be that simple but instead it's like you got this wrong get out kind of thing and it's like how how has this happened? I've gone with like really good intentions, trying to make this person feel special. And one of the things that Dr. J always says, and it's something that I've really taken with myself is, it's all about intention. It's all about intention. It's like, how does that person come to you? Even if, even if it's completely wrong, it's right. like all about intention. He will say, he will message people, very efficient person, Dr. J, very <laughs> will say, K. No, 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 not okay. Not O and a K. K. <laughs> and it's like, did you just K me? But it's like, he's just like, okay, I didn't mean anything rude by it. I'm just inefficient. I'm just saying, okay, in short term, it's literally K. Like, you can just be like, K, hey, it's fine. It's nothing rude. But Something like that could really piss someone off, but it's like that that might not necessarily be the same reason why someone else had came to you. It's like every girl's done this where you've done that rant, right? It's like you fucking da -da 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 -da. and then someone's like, okay, they're trying to piss you off, right? Yeah, I mean they don't even need to reply, but they like, you know what? I'm gonna reply and I'm gonna put K down. That's it. That's it. I'm gonna reply, put K, turn off my phone or whatever, right? But that's not the reason why he might do it. And he might be judge the same way that somebody else would do do it even though it's not that intention and it's like somebody's bringing you flowers for example then even though it's wrong and it's not your love language and it's up to us to kind of communicate what our love languages are it came from a good place and it, we can't expect people to automatically understand this it takes time everything takes time building relationships takes time and actually if, if things are run too quickly it's almost weird as well someone's like oh my god i just love you straight away it's like oh, listen no thank you <laughs> goodbye you love me after one week see you later listen <laughs> <laughs> it's like some people they just can't win because we don't want them to win we we're like Give me the attention, but I'm not going to let you win. And so that's another thing we have to reflect upon. It's like, and I still 
100% believe that has something to do with ourselves. Like, I don't deserve, I don't deserve this love that I'm getting from this person or this care infection I'm getting. So I'm going to sabotage this whole thing, tell them to get out. They've done nothing wrong. And it's like, one day, maybe I'll miss them, but I'm just not really sure that I deserve the love they want to give to me. That's the issue. That's totally my issue. That's why I'm still single today. <laughs> As a matter of fact, right after um, I was separated, um, I reconnected with someone from high school and things like that. And we kind of, as friends, we, we talk we talk about stuff like this, you know, talk about how we pretty much grew in love. I, I had made it from my mind, I'm not getting married again. I'm not falling in love again. I'm just going to be a side chick if I need to. I mean, whatever. Like that was my <laughs> that was my whole um my plan. But you know, he's always been so sweet and so um understanding of me, like even when I didn't understand me. Mm -hmm. And I kinda grew in love with him. Yeah. But then it just like all stopped <laughs> suddenly. What? Why? That's a whole different podcast girl. That'll be podcast part two for all the audience. If so. <laughs> yeah, that's not going to happen. So anyway, <laughs> I want to thank um, Dr. J and Pepper again for coming on to this episode of Fix My Life. No, <laughs> it was um, an absolutely amazing experience having this conversation and being able to open up a little bit about my own life <laughs> my own experiences and how I am learning to not be a pigeon so much I'm ready to flock with the eagles I don't know about y'all but what you can do is head on over to amazon.com check out the book eagles don't flock with pigeons and also check out their podcast available on apple itunes as well apple Podcasts. check it out it is raw and uncut and it will bless your entire life so go ahead over there download the show i will be sure to put those links down in the information section um so yeah you have absolutely no excuse go on over there again the podcast and the book eagles don't flock with pigeons i hope you enjoyed the show until next time peace